You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. Jake, what did we lead the show off with? Uh, a little bit of hate for Clay Travis. <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. Nice little streak they're on. And, of course, uh, Anthony Davis just continues to play out of his mind. Guys, Cat and Gale, he always wants to talk a little Pels and, of course, New Orleans sports. What's up, bud? Not much, man. How you doing? What do we make of what the Pels are doing, and, and most notably, Anthony Davis? Well, I'll tell you what we make out of it, for starters, is you're starting to see exactly why, you know, I've been, not just me, just, I mean, anyone that watches this guy play, and Anthony Davis gets so excited about him because he's he's a special player, man. I mean, he, uh, you know, and I get it. I mean, it was funny watching the leadoff highlight on SportsCenter yesterday, even with Van Pelt. You know, like, look, the, you know, the Suns don't really give you much defense. They're not exactly trying to win. I get all of that. You, you still got to go drop 50. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, I mean, I, I technically could go take on a bunch of 10-year-olds. I still have to make enough baskets to drop 50 points. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just what, what you make out of this more than anything else is hopefully uh, things to come in the future. What I mean by that is regardless who the head coach is, regardless who the GM is, Anthony Davis for him to take that next level, that next step. And, you know, again, when I say next step, we're talking MVP considerations. I think if you follow this team and you watch the Pels, we all know he's an MVP candidate because obviously without him, this team's completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they took a hit without the Marcus Cousins, but they're still winning. It's because of him. And, be, you know, he's averaging 40 points a game the last six games. I mean, it's just sick when you think about it. I mean, just think about that for a second, averaging 40 points. Um, but for him to take that next step and that next level to go forward, it, it's more about the leadership and mentality aspect of it. His game continues to get better every year, gets more refined, and it's already good. Um, it's among the best in the NBA because he can make jump shots. He can make fadeaways. He can make jumpers from 12 to 20 feet away. He can, you know, dunk the basketball. He can obviously shoot threes occasionally, uh, plays defense, what have you. But it's the on the court and off the court of growth. And I've used this on my show. I'll probably even reference it with you guys on some Tuesdays that I compare him to LeBron James when it comes to this element and this aspect of it. And, you know, LeBron in his first go around with Cleveland before he left to Miami, dynamic, you know, athletic player. But you saw that leadership thing sort of went there. He wasn't ready for it, right? He wasn't there. It wasn't his time. And he was around this age, you know, 80s, 25. So, I mean, 24, 25. So, it's just he's around that age before he went to Miami. And I think him being around Dwayne Wade, he saw what leadership was. He saw accountability, demanding it every game, and doing those things because – the players compared to all the time is Jordan. And what separated him to me from a lot of other players is it didn't matter if that game was in November or in May or game three of the finals or game 13 of the regular season. The Bulls took the court to take your soul. They didn't try to go win. They wanted to take your soul. They, they suffocated you on defense. They tried to put the game over with. And when they got good and they were making championship runs, they wanted to end the game by two and a half to three quarters. I mean, Jordan said this in the past. He's like, we're, we have a goal for the finals. The bet, we don't take nights off. The best way to rest is to end the game early and we can come out early. And that's what they did. I mean, they would go and try to beat you into submission early. And you knew when you faced them, you had a guy in Jordan that wanted 60 every night and anything less was unacceptable from his teammates, even though it couldn't happen that's their mentality. And I think when you see LeBron today and you see his, you know, GM LeBron, it's, you know, social advocacy LeBron, it's, you know, pictures of him and his family LeBron and stuff like I mean, that's a 15-, 16-year LeBron, you know, in the league. It's not four or five years in the league. And I think that evolution is going to be like that. I think A.D. 
has leadership qualities. You know, it's just I think sometimes we mistake being a leader as being that alpha vocal male that we can visually see a lot of times. It works, and, and that is like that. But I've always kind of maybe thought maybe there's a, you know, alpha B or something instead of just a the only lone alpha on how to be because when you're around him and you see him, he's about winning. I mean, you, you know, he's he's not out late. He's not doing all those different things. You don't hear anything about him. I mean, he is about winning in basketball. He works on his game when the season ends. Dude, he's in L.A. at that fitness place, and it's all he's doing. I mean, he's constantly posting videos and working. So he is he's more of a leader by example. Sometimes, though, that next level, that next step, if you want to be great, if you want to be one of the greatest of all time, if you want to win championships, you have to add, add that one element to your resume, and that is sometimes holding your teammates accountable publicly, on the court, in the locker room, in a presser, um, demanding you know the ball, wanting to not lose the game. And last night, Aaron, you saw that. And, and we're seeing it by the game here. First off, the first game out of the All-Star break, Alvin Gentry even said it, that Anthony Davis had a message for the team leaving the locker room, said play with the same level of energy they did leading into the All-Star break. Again, that little sentence, that little phrase, he is telling you this is what we need to do. It's a difference, right? I mean, coach can scream it left and right. We make fun of Gentry all the time. Like The guy goes, look, I keep telling you, we don't pass the ball, we don't play defense, and we're like, fire Gentry. And I keep saying, I hear you, at the same time, Players got to take ownership. I mean, the coach is telling you what to do. You're not doing it. So that's why I've always said maybe it's a different coach because the message has gone stale. The guy's telling you what to do. He's used motivational videos. He's tried all kinds of things to get these guys to, you know, wake up. They're doing it lately, but I think it's because it has to come internally. DeMarcus Cousins going into the All-Star break, right, calling AD and telling him, what are you doing? Be aggressive. Take over. Players in the NBA have to do it. And you can have Popovich, you can have Phil Jackson. They've coached players that wanted to do it, and then players that then took that message and did it to their teammates themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Kobe and Shaq, no one messed with them. I mean, you, you listen to what they do. I mean, you've seen videos of Kobe yelling at his teammates in practice when that younger gen came up when he was heading out. He couldn't stand it, right? Jordan under Phil Jackson. Uh, there was no men. You didn't have to go to Coach Jackson, right? Jordan took care of it on the court or off the court. He'd even punch you. I mean, he'd do whatever he'd have to. And I think maybe that's what you're starting to see. Guys, he didn't score 50 points last night. The Pelicans don't win that game. So it's elements like that, Aaron, where he, he's not going to let this team lose. Guys, it's an historic run over the last six games, as you mentioned, averaging 41.5 points per game on a 54% shooting. That's a 15 rebounds per game. Last player to have a span of six games like this. You have to go all the way back to 1975. That was uh, Bob McAdoo. So with Anthony Davis putting up these numbers and, of course, them winning six straight, they continue to rise up the rankings, uh, coming in, what, at fifth or tied for uh, fifth right now in the playoff standings. What are realistic expectations for this team now as the postseason is right around the corner? Realistic expectations are if you're playing this well without him and you're gelling and he's playing like this, and look, I, I get it, um, you know, a run's a run, but you have to look at some of the things that you're seeing. You're seeing a team that's playing with, with fights. You're seeing a team that's winning the third quarter, Aaron. You're seeing a team doing that. Um, if you can do those things, you can be a playoff team. Here's the thing that's crazy about it, man. Going into that game last night, they're only a game and a half out of, you know, the, 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 the playoffs. <laughs> Yet they're a loss away from the third seed. That's why that win yesterday was so big. They were a game in the loss column behind San Antonio. They've got to play them three more times, I believe. And they're playing them twice in the next two and a half weeks or so, both away, including tomorrow night at San Antonio. You pick up that road win. I mean, you know, look, there's a lot of basketball to be played. And what's going to be crazy is literally, I don't think that's going to be decided into the final seven games. I mean, when a game and a half to two games separates the third seed from the ninth seed, I mean, it, you tell me how it's going to be decided so early. Unless four or five of those teams in the top eight go on a, you know, 8-2 out of the last ten run and some of the other teams lose, which I just don't see. Um, 
March. I mean, April's brutal. So if the Pels are going to make a run, if you look at that schedule, it's got to be over the next couple of weeks. After San Antonio tomorrow, they have games against teams that off the bus they should compete with at the very least. And look, this team's shown it. They can lead the, the Warriors with by 20 points, that they've beaten the Celtics. You know, they can play good teams and win. That Milwaukee game on Sunday, that's a good team. They're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and they got dynamic players, and that arena was sold out, and they won in overtime. Um, so, Aaron, I guess that's the thing I'm looking at. You're winning games in overtime. You're playing defense. You're winning the third quarter. AD is stepping up to another level, and it seems like the team is gelling, and the moves that Del Demps made in bringing in Okafor and Miritich are paying off and helping. In the past, they've made moves, and it didn't really help you or give you a bump. Meritage, don't look at the point total. The guy's getting blocks left and right. He's getting rebounds. That's huge. That's another possession that someone doesn't score and gives you a possession to get points. Emeka Okafor, sure, 16 to 20 minutes, but he's getting you six to eight boards. He's getting you three or four blocks. That's, that's huge. So when you're seeing that from that aspect of it, and right now Drew and and, and AD are, are just are playing almost like CP and Tyson Chandler from back in the day. And uh, look, so to me, realistic expectations, you're a playoff team. There's no doubt. I mean, because I was concerned, right? Is this a playoff team without DeMarcus Cousins? I think they are. And I know a lot of my fans or, or listeners over here don't want to listen to a Pels fan. That is, um, you got to give Alvin Gentry credit for what he's doing with this team right now. He's getting them to buy in. Uh, the Drew Brees negotiations, all I think all we need to know is what, March 14th, pretty much when this thing has to be hammered out, and the fact that uh, his agent and the Saints are going to meet uh, at the Combine uh, coming up later this week or next week, correct? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's all you need. And I look, I, you know, and everyone w- wants to say, well, maybe the DeMarcus Cousins deal is going to have no, he has no, no impact. I mean, it, those are two completely different situations uh, where, where they go, and they're looking for Cousins to be a five- to seven-year quarterback build around, things of that nature. Not that you're not building around Drew Brees, but um, you're, you're, you're adding pieces. And like I said in the past, when you looked at the Pro Bowl, to me the foundational pieces of this team is transitioning. The foundational pieces are Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I'd put Marcus Williams in there, a young defense. Those are the foundational pieces moving forward for the next five to seven years. It's not the quarterback position yet, which is why – I differ from a lot of the guys here that are putting out, you know, stories or, or blogs that they think this is not the time to go get a quarterback. I, I think it probably is because it's not the time, if that makes any sense to you. There is no need, which is why I think you go do it now. And, and if you can, if you can, because I think the Saints are a playoff team right now. I, and, you know, when I see, well, there's no need there, I'm like, well, okay, where are the, the needs? Where is the alarming, screaming, this team can't win need? I don't see that. They, they, they have needs. Every team has needs, and they have places that can improve and add depth and quality. They still need that edge, bad rusher and all that. But you have free agency. You're a team that is, a, I think, a Super Bowl contending team. Um, so it will be attractive from that aspect of it. you got a little money to play with. And they've shown that they can do pretty well in the draft. Plus, you know, let's see what some of these other guys can come back from injury and be able to do so. I think if there's any time as good as any to move up in the first round or do whatever you have to to go, if you think there's a quarterback to you in your future, you go do it. But, you know, I, I it's, to me, when you take – because more than anything, and my one argument is this, the top two teams offensively in the NFC that you can see coming, right, um, are led by quarterback. The Super Bowl winning team, the Eagles, Carson Wentz is the MVP, doesn't get hurt. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. And Jared Goff and the Rams are really good. And you saw what he can do on the offensive end. So it's gone beyond you better have a quarterback so you can win the division. You better have a young quarterback ready to compete against those guys because by the time the next Saints starting quarterback starts, by the time he gets to his second year as the Saints starter, Wentz and Goff are going to be in their prime. So you better have somebody that can at least compete. You know what I'm saying now? That said, Kamara, Thomas, they'll probably start getting into their prime as well. So you want a quarterback that's sort of growing with them, even if he's watching and learning to where he can step in. 
and get ready to go when he has help, which I think is a huge difference from a lot of these young quarterbacks that come out. They don't have a really good team around them. You'll probably have a young and solid Saints defense. You'll have some really good pieces on offense. Just need a guy that can sit back and learn. So those are all my reasons why I think the Saints absolutely should go get their quarterback of the future. First round, third round, whatever. I think this is the year to go do it as good as any because if not, I mean, you're, you're facing two teams, maybe even three, who knows, that are going to have uh, really good young quarterbacks in the future. Gus, we want to hear more. What do we need to do? Uh, 12 to 3 each and every weekday. Tune in radio app is absolutely free. Chime in at ESPN Radio NOLA and follow me over on Twitter at GCAT underscore 17. Thanks, Gus. Where's Junior at this morning? Very he's, quiet. he's watching Curious George. Nice. Go join him. <laughs> I hear you, man. Thank you, bud. All right. Thank you. Gus Kattengill down at uh, 100.3 ESPN down in New Orleans. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, more on the morning drive. You can hit us up. Text line, phone line, open for the next segment, 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line at 830. We look forward to catching up with Eric Conkle. Then at 840, James Cooper from Grambling joins us as the G-Men get ready to make a trip to LSU. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, uh, we need to mention uh, girls' basketball. Uh, state championships continue to uh, play out down in Alexandria. Rapides Coliseum, the renovated Rapides Coliseum. Yesterday was a big day. Uh, Claiborne Christian inched a little bit closer to that championship. They win 41-39 to versus Grace Christian. They will now play for a state championship on Friday at 10 a.m. Atlanta over Summerfield, 52-49. to They will now play plain view friday at noon for a title that sets up today's action and uh, of interest for us We've got delhi number one seed squaring off against the four seed arcadia that one slated to tip at 11 30 jonesboro number three seed versus two seed maryville ready to go at 115 and in class 4 a pretty good story for the neville lady tigers uh, they're looking to advance to a title game for the first time since 1986 they will have their hands full, though, versus the second seed, South Lafouche. Yeah, um, and, and what a great story, like you said, because this is a team that uh, you know made waves last year, and really it's been about unfinished business this year. They, they were able to go undefeated in district again and get over that hump and make it to the state t- tournament. And you feel good for a coach like Lori Gimbalata. The 18 seasons as the head coach at Neville. They've been close, knocking on the door to make it to the state tournament tournament and of course make it to the semifinals four previous times they fall a little short in the quarterfinals finally they get over the hump of course last thursday now they're playing in the semifinals later today pretty good also pretty good story also at jonesboro hodge 
Christie Brothers uh, played there back in '88. Uh, she was a junior on a squad. That team went all the way to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Fast forward now, 30 years later, she returns as the head coach. First year as the head coach, leaves Richwood for her home school of Jonesboro Hodge, and in her very first year, she has the Lady Tigers in the semifinals. And it's the first time since then, correct? Yes. Awesome. I had a chance to catch up with uh, Coach Brothers yesterday, and we talked about. How cool this is to be back uh, in the state semifinals and to be doing it with her former team. Coach, first of all, this being your first year here, what's it been like for you? How, how much fun has it been? Wow, coming back home, um, first year back at home, it's been a challenge, but it's been just as rewarding, equally rewarding. And um, I'm just super excited for where we are within the season. Um, most teams peak uh, early, and it, it sometimes... Uh, you kind of run out of gas when you really need it. And I feel like we're really peaking at the right time. And uh, it's just, it's pretty exciting right now to be coaching some of your family members and things like that, and they're super athletic. When you take over a program, sometimes it takes a while. The returning players not very receptive to your ideas uh, and your coaching methods. How did that go? Tell me about it. <laughs> um, wow. I don't know where to begin. Did they handle it all right at the beginning? They, they do. It, it, it took a little bit, a little bit of time. Uh, we sh- I started this, this past summer trying to get them to come to the gym, and we did a little bit of summer league. I'm accustomed to playing about 40, 50 games in the summertime, and they would not been doing that. So um, unfortunately, we had to use a portion of the season in order to learn, uh, to learn the kids and to see where they best fit. And we took a few hits about you know, eight losses, just trying to fill in the gaps and see who would best fit where. So, uh, and then what's it like now that you're going to the semifinals? See this team do this? Well, uh, here's the challenge. Uh, the last time they went was when I was a junior in high school. So um, it's just, it's, it's an exciting, you know, challenge for them. Uh, they can either choose to be compared to us or they can go and win the semifinals versus Merrillville and they can supersede us. So um, I'm excited uh, that I have the opportunity to be the one to help them get over the hump. And I think we're up to the challenge, and I'm excited for the girls. Is it surreal that 88, when you were a junior, and wow. now you're the head coach? Did you ever imagine when you were a junior that you'd be coaching them? Not at all. <laughs> Never dreamed it. Never. Uh, why, why was this job so attractive to you? Well, um, couple of reasons. Um, unfortunately, I had a death in the family, so I came back home to kind of help my father uh, finalize some things. And then also, uh, it's my alma mater, so it doesn't get any better. Once a tiger, always a tiger. So um, that's where I am. Have they ever wanted to take time? No, sir. Not, not the girl on the girl's side. Wow. No. All right. What are you going to tell them about jitters? Because you know they're going to have some with the oh, dangerous no. kind of arena. What do you do about it? I'm a true believer that uh, if I remain poised, at some point the kids just take on the, you know, the persona of the coach. And um, I've been doing this long enough. I don't know everything, but I know that whatever it took for us to get here, that's what it's going to take to get over the hump. Uh, what's your guys' record? It's currently 28 and 8. Okay. And you guys are the 4 seed or 3 seed? We're, we are the 3 seed. They're the 2 seed, Correct. Okay. No. What's the strength Um, We use our quickness. And um, what we've had to do is just take individuals. They were playing, each individual was playing their own game. And my challenge has pretty much been to help them become a team and play together. So um, we have six seniors. We're going to lose half the team. And um, I think they're really playing well together right now. Exciting run for uh, Jonesboro Hodge is the number three seed. They will tip off at 115 today. I like the fact that it's in uh, Alexandria. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of change, yeah. a lot closer. Yeah, gives an opportunity, more but of a know, neutral site for. Uh, yeah, it is. But you know, this week is one of the craziest weeks of the year. You think about what all's going down. You've got the girls' basketball tournament. You've got second round of boys' plays playoffs tonight, and then quarterfinals Friday. You've got the Trey Altic tournament coming up this weekend. Mother Nature permitting. Mother Nature permitting. And then you've got all this local college baseball and college basketball going on. Man, it's a lot. This is a sports week. I'd hate to be a high school or college baseball coach. 
Because to deal with it, well, yeah. dealing with everything else, and then you always have to worry about the weather in your field. And you know, I mean, we're talking about Trey Altic uh, Classic. I mean, this is literally what eighty-six teams, ninety teams that they bring into the area, and now what yeah. that means. Yeah, and now you're looking at the weather. <clears throat> it's supposed to start Thursday, uh, the, the tournament, and you're looking at the weather and going, "Oh, I hope this uh, yeah. weather obliges." Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Let's take a time out. If you got a question or two for Eric Conkle, send them in. Louisiana Tech's head coach will join us after the break, along with James Cooper as Grambling gets ready to square off against LSU. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks. SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Music runs deep. With the birthplace of the blues, the father of country music, and the king of rock and roll. Adventure runs deep. On endless acres of woods, water, and wildlife. History runs deep. From civil war to civil rights to space exploration. Mississippi runs deep. So dive in deep. Plan your Mississippi experience today at visitmississippi.org. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management, Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastrop, Farmerville, Bernice, Minnan, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. We always love catching up with Eric Conkle, Louisiana Tech's head coach. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Doing well. How about you guys over there? Good, bud. Uh, and I know you yell, talk till you're blue in the face to us media schmoes and fans and even to your players that it's never easy to win on the road. We certainly saw that last week with you guys. As you come back after losing two hard-fought games on the road, what are some of your biggest takeaways? Well, it's it's been consistent with where we've been at. We've, we've got to get um, more consistent defensively, and throughout the game, and certainly in the last few minutes of the ball game, um, you know, these last two games we had were right there, um, either with a small lead or a small deficit, and that's the time where you just got to grind out some really hard-fought stops, and we just weren't able to come up with those, and that was really the difference in both of those ball games. You look at this week, a little bit of a break, only one game on the schedule. How do you get the team back together and kind of figure out some different things as you push forward to finish out the regular season and look forward to the postseason? Well, we just gotta we just gotta stay positive and we gotta keep working and control the things that we can control. First for us is we're in uh, in final exams right now, uh, yesterday and today. Uh, once we can finalize those things, then we can really get our focus just a hundred percent towards getting better and getting ready for Southern Miss on Saturday. But uh, we feel like we're not far away, Aaron. We just got to get a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger, a little bit uh, more connected and focused on some of those little details at different parts of the game. And that's really for us on the defensive end. 
I heard a portion of your coach's show last night, and, of course, a major talking point was Bracey and, of course, what he continues to fight through. As a coach and as your staff, how do you guys kind of game plan not knowing how many minutes you're going to get out of Bracey? Yeah, it's a challenge because um, you'd love to have him. You'd love to have him at 100%. Everybody knows uh, how much he can impact the game for us. And um, so much of it is just a day-to-day thing of what he's able to do in practice, how much is smart for him to do in practice. Uh, of course, he's he's ready to – he wants to go. He wants to go at full speed, wants to give it everything he's got. Um, but that's not, that's not the reality right now. And we just got to keep managing uh, his pain got to keep managing what he can do and he's just going to try to help us as much as he can in the ball games you continue to lean heavily on your uh, freshman class and of course uh, it is a long college basketball season how have they handled uh, the fatigue and the wear and tear of the season so far yeah i think they've done well they've got uh, really good mindsets the, the, all three of the true freshmen are workers um, they're playing a lot of minutes um, they're, they're learning an awful lot, and we just keep hoping that all these lessons and everything that they're coming across will n- not just help them for the future, but even for this year. And I think they've grown an awful lot. Um, you know, we've got a great opportunity to watch the video from this last week and get ready for Southern Miss and, of course, the conference tournament but beyond that. But I, I think those guys are they're energetic kids, and, and uh, they're ready to go. They're ready to have great practice today. When we look at Southern Miss on Saturday, what do you anticipate? Well, I anticipate a team that's going to play really, really hard. Um, it's going to be their senior day. Um, there's going to be a lot of emotion in the air. They're going to want to play very well. You know, we shot the ball very, very well against them a couple weeks ago, and they've been a team that's played so well at home. So we're going to have to really – we've got to defend, and that's really been the battle cry all season long and, and certainly in, in our games over the last couple weeks that we've fallen a little bit short. We've got to be able to go on the road and defend for a full 40 minutes. Coach, I know you've been keeping a little bit of an eye on just the conference standings and what it means for seedings for you guys going into the postseason. So how does it shake out, and, and what's it looking like going into this final week of the regular season? You know, I've looked at it a little bit. Um, we just got the one game left, and a good number of the teams still have two. So there's there's some shakeup that could happen. Um, you know, the top couple seeds seem to be um, secure as far as being in the top four. But um, there's still some room for movement in a lot of other places. And uh, it always goes down to the wire in any type of shakeup and seedings and conference play. Uh, we're, we're really just focused on Southern Miss and how we can get better this week. And, and wherever, wherever that falls for us, whatever seed that ends up, we'll be ready to go next week in Frisco. You look at Jacoby Boykins, you had him on the show last night, and uh, he's been uh, fun to watch as a, a media member and, of course, as a fan. Can you put a word into words what he's meant to this program? Because I think a lot of people don't understand uh, the, the numbers that he has put up uh, offensively. Uh, pretty astounding how he's basically atop several different categories in the Louisiana Tech record books. It, it really is. And, and I think you're right. I mean, uh, um, I, I think this program has so much history with so many really, really tremendous players, not just here at Louisiana Tech, but in the history of college basketball and the NBA basketball, of course, with Carl Malone, but uh, Jacoby's ending up a top 25 score in the history of Louisiana Tech, and that says a lot. We've had 91 teams here at Tech and had some great, great players. He's all-time leading three-point shooter for a career. Uh, he's set two different single-season uh, three-point records. Last year was a record, and he broke it again this year, and, um, and he's won an awful lot of games. Um, for him, I, I think he's got – He's got one of those types of careers that that people will remember for an awful long time, and I know I know I'm going to miss him very very much next year. Coach, we're all looking forward to postseason basketball in March Madness, and from a guy that is very passionate about this guy, this game, and makes a living from college basketball with everything that's happened in the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, how does this cast the, the image or? Uh, college basketball how much does it bother you what you continue to hear on and see and read with the headlines yeah you know you you want i love this game i know you do too and and it's um you you want it to be it's so important that things are done the right way in in everything you do and uh, i do think coming up here with march madness it's it's really the, the the pinnacle of the excitement uh of the 
pageantry of college basketball, the competition, the, the parody, all those different words that come into mind when you think of March Madness. And, um, you know, I, I look at the, the news, the, uh, the allegations that have gone on all year long. Um, I've always just been believed that hopefully just the truth comes out. The truth mm-hmm. comes out that, that uh, if you've made mistakes, that, that you pay for them, you own up to them, and that we can move forward and continue to make this game better and better. Coach, uh, good luck this week versus Southern Miss. We look forward to catching up with you next week as you guys get ready for postseason play. Appreciate it. Thank you. Louisiana Tech head coach Eric Conklin. You know, this could be the most interesting March Madness ever because mm-hmm. you got to think about these schools that are wanting to win. I mean, they want to win it every year, but if you're about to face some big-time punishment from the NCAA, and I don't think that will come soon, but if that comes, you know, within a year or two years, you want to go out and win this tournament and then have it stripped. But, you know, we've had this conversation many times before. When it's something stripped, what does that really mean? Because we all saw that team win the championship. You know, it, it strikes it from the record books, but we all saw it happen. So we're going to see a team win a title this year and then it'll be vacated years right. later. But I just feel like that makes it, you know, and, and for the team that, likely wins it i mean will they be able to compete in the next march madness or you know when will they be able to uh we'll talk a little uh, a little bit more college basketball in our parting shots but uh, we look forward to a big night of uh, college baseball including grambling making the trip down to the box to square off against lsu james cooper tigers head coach joins us on the Stuart shelby state farm hotline how you doing this morning coop i'm doing good and man how about yourself good this is one of those uh, games i know you're team and your program look forward to every year what's it like as you get ready to go down and square off against the Tigers tonight well you know it's been a minute since we've been getting ready to head down there and they were you know national champion runner-up so uh it's gonna be a tough game uh it always is uh you know coach Paul Maneri does a great job of getting top-notch talent in there um you know as they've won countless numbers of national championships they have so many appearances in Omaha uh, it's a nice venue. It's a nice atmosphere. It's a nice playing field. Uh, so it'll be great for our guys to go down there and uh, give it our best shot. And uh, this time, our best shot should be good enough. This past weekend, a big weekend for you guys in Miami. You win one game against Florida International, raised a few eyebrows, but you anticipated or expected to go down there and win the series. What was your takeaway from your series with the Panthers? Uh, we did. You know, we had a chance to – take the lead in or tie the, tie the game in, uh, in the championship innings in all three games in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Um, you know, in game one, of course, we lost three to zero, but it was, it was two to zero in the seventh inning, and we had the bases loaded but one out. You know, a base hit here or there, and, you know, it's a tie ball game. And uh, we just didn't get the big-time hit that we needed in that game. And then, of course, uh, when you get to game three, uh, the score is three to six in the bottom of the seventh for down three runs, and that was the, the worst pitching inning that we had the entire weekend. You know, we just picked the, the wrong time to not locate well and not make a timely pitch, and, uh, and they made us pay for it. And that's what you do when you face good teams and good hitters. Whenever you leave the ball over the plate, you know, they put a good swing on it, and, um, and that's one thing we have to limit. Uh, but I think we did a good job of putting the schedule together, you know, not biting off too much more than we could chew with the teams that we're playing. Uh, you know, I, there's there's not any, you know, easy wins on our schedule. Um, but, you know, if we go out there and pitch well, play defense well, and, and execute at the plate, you know, we'll be able to, you know, win some ball games this season for us. This is the, uh, will be the eighth all-time meeting between Grambling and LSU. The Tigers, the LSU Tigers, have won the previous seven, first meeting dating back to 2009. A number of your players have already made the trip. They're used to what they're going to experience tonight. But what do you tell the young, the younger guys in terms of what they are going to see from the fan base and, of course, LSU? Man, we tell them that, you know, respect is given, it's earned. Uh, and, you know, after going to, to Miami and, and playing as well as we did in, in, in spots and, uh, you know, and giving ourselves a chance to win the series on game three, you know, we earned a little bit of respect from, you know, across the nation and also across our conference. Uh, but now it's going to be uh, another opportunity for us to earn more respect. Um, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, it's the, out of the three major sports, you know, baseball is the sport where you have the most upsets in. Uh, in comparison to, you know, college football and, and also college basketball. And uh, all you need is one guy to really be 
on top of his game as far as pitching wise goes, and that's going to give you a chance to, to stay in the ball game. And then here and there, if you can execute offensively and play some solid defense, you know, you give yourself a chance to win. Um, but, you know, we just anticipate being in the game in the championship inning. You know, that's one thing we preach a lot, seventh, eighth, and ninth. And that way we can apply pressure on teams like LSU and FIU and whoever else we play because, you know, teams play differently when they have a five-run lead late in the game. Then, of course, they play differently when the game is extremely close late in the ballgame. LSU press release has uh, you going with senior left-hander Christian Marquez. Is that uh, the case tonight? That's correct. Uh, he's had a nice season, a 2-0 and with an ERA of 3.60, but he was the starting pitcher last year and did not record an out. You have to feel like he'll carry a, a huge chip on his shoulder into the box tonight. Hey, well, you know, that's going to be the, the story, you know, especially if we come out with the win. You know, they, you guys are going to be talking about how Christian was down there last year and didn't get out and how he got a chance to right his wrong and got to start again, uh, uh, especially as a senior. Um, he, he knows he didn't perform well last time he was on the mound at the box. So, you know, we opted to go with him again. You know, the, the stars lined up right. Um, we didn't plan on it. You know, leaving Miami is just a way to tip fail with how we use guys out of the bullpen this past weekend and also the weekend before. Um, but, you know, I'm a firm believer that God doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, he's going to put Christian in a great position to go out there and be successful and, and to redeem himself for the last performance that he had last time he was down in Baton Rouge and the Tigers. Coach, good luck tonight versus the 14th-ranked LSU Tigers. We appreciate the time. Hey, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys. But last but not least, the guy that LSU started tonight in his last outing against UNO, he didn't record an out in the first inning either. So uh, these two guys will definitely be going at it as well. Thank you, bud. Right. I love it. I like that little I tidbit at the end. Yeah. yeah. We talked about Paul Maneri calling <laughs> out Cam Sanders early <laughs> in the show. And then, of course, uh, that little nugget there from uh, James Cooper. I thought – he called out his own pitcher a little bit better than Maneri called out Cam Sanders. <laughs> Maneri was basically like, step up. Now you got to uh, step up. His direct quote, it's time for Cam Sanders to step up and be the guy we can count on Tuesday night. And then what Cooper said was basically, all right, we need our guy, uh, Christian, to uh, – Christian Marquez. Christian Marquez to – uh, go out there. Like, he basically said that y'all will be talking about this because last year he didn't record an out, and now he gets a chance for redemption. Mm. I kind of like the the more positive spin to it. Uh, throwback night at the box. Both teams will wear throwback uniforms Ooh, yes for indeed. the game. I, love I should ask backs. that, the, the fashion statement yes. from James Cooper. I also understand uh, some tickets going for a buck tonight. That's oh, a major awesome. throwback at the box. <laughs> That's awesome. Hot dogs need to be cheap, too. That's right. And a dime would be nice. Yeah, what are they, like four bucks? Yeah. I don't know the weather forecast down south. Hopefully it's going to be fine. Hopefully. Yeah. LSU versus Grambling tonight. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilly's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sModular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe, your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe, or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for today with a high of 69 degrees. Cloudy skies with an 80% chance of rain on tonight, a low 64. Cloudy skies with a 60% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 78 degrees. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. All right, Jake, we started the show with uh, you basically challenging uh, Clay Travis. So let's see if uh, you keep swinging here in the final couple of minutes. All right, I'll, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> You're not as fired up now as you were at 6.55. I've mellowed in my uh, – I've, I've grown in wisdom since – In the last two hours? In the last two hours. I've, so now you're backing down that you, you couldn't beat up Clay Travis. No, I'm not saying that. I could definitely still take him. <laughs> I wasn't, Hypothetical here's the, here's the fight point. right here. Here's the point. I was saying that to you. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to try to come on the air and Well, but like, then you started the show right away bringing it up. I, I wasn't was, going to go there. I sarcastically said that Clay Travis puts me in a great mood. Yeah. And then you, and then like, you literally oh, said you that you'd like to beat him up. I, that's not exactly how what I said. I said uh, – Darn media takes everything out of context. Yeah, you do. I said he's, he's a fruit and that uh, – <laughs> And that I could, uh, I could rough that him you up. could what you well, could rough well, him up. That's not taking no, no, that out of context. I said, no, what I said was he talks tough because yeah. he does talk tough. Yeah. I'm like usually tough guys don't talk tough, and here I am talking tough, <laughs> um, which is not was not what I ever intended to do. And so you were like, could you take him? I was like, yeah, I could take him. <laughs> give, me, give me about a minute, I could take him. Oh wow. You think the uh, 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 you, you get out of the first inning? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, both guys get out of the first innings tonight. Okay, uh, parting shots coming up. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does: just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. I have something to ask, just like this. Let's do it. Where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that's, to me, that's chicken. There's the part and shot I mentioned earlier. <laughs> I love that part and shot. Uh, All right. Hey, I want to mention one. Uh, we watch a little bit of Levitard and Stugatz every once in a while, and yeah. I like the weekend rap with Stugatz. Fan of those guys. Uh, he was just piling on Sean Miller yesterday, just ooh, burying him. But the, what cracked me up the most was just like he kept mentioning the prison league's going to get some good coaches. Coming oh up. man, <laughs> <laughs> the caliber of coaching in the prison league is going to go up substantially in the next year or two they are fu- I, I really do enjoy listening and watching them they are they are entertaining uh one but guy they are, they are guys that never have to go out now right. and actually interview those but guys. at least but they i don't feel like they take most of the time they don't take themselves too seriously yeah. and that's what that's what's fun yeah. now one guy who i hope doesn't take himself seriously is skip bayless um, I, I got to read this tweet, okay. and, I, and I hate that. Are we I piling mean, on the, the? Yeah, we are. Quote media here. <laughs> yeah. So Skip uh, just tweeted uh, about thirty minutes ago. Why? Why I, are you following him? First of all, I don't. Somebody okay. retweeted him or something. He doesn't follow one single person either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, on. he says why I think Anthony Davis is overrated at undisputed at, at eight thirty. No. Trying to no, get it. He's like, no. come, come watch my show, please. That's trolling. I'm going to tell you. Of course, it's trolling. But what's funny about that is every single comment is bashing him. Like nobody takes him seriously anymore. One comment was perfect. It said, "How does it feel to get paid to just say things, <laughs> say things that you know are wrong?" I love it. All right. My second thing is another tweet. Actually, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Texas A&M tight end coach Tim Brewster, mm-hmm. he tweeted to come get some truth, saying that Jimbo Fisher, uh, Jimbo Fisher DB's average earnings are at $8 million in the NFL. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's not bad, That's right? quite a recruiting tool. Yeah, it, it sure is. And well, it was nice. It was a beautiful done. Beautiful graphic. Jimbo yeah. in the middle with Somebody DBs. did a lot of work on it. It was beautiful. Photoshop. And the pitcher was Jalen Ramsey, of course. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is one of the top 
DBs in the league now. Played under Fisher? Yes, he played under Fisher, and Jalen Ramsey didn't love it. He retweeted it, and he said, he didn't he didn't teach me one DB technique. Hashtag come get some real truth. <laughs> Talk about a parting shot. Fisher could say, well, I was the head coach. I'm not your position coach. I know, but still, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> he didn't love that uh, Jimbo left for, for A&M. Or, um, pre- yeah, and he's using him as a recruiting yeah, tool. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. I don't either. And lastly, uh, Aaron, what's your greatest nightmare? Like, what's your biggest nightmare? Get buried alive. Okay. Well, I thought it was going to be to live in a world where you have to use streaming devices to watch sports, which <laughs> seems like we're kind of heading toward that way. Um, anyway, there's ESPN is going to be rolling out ESPN Plus uh, in late March or early April, and a few details are starting to kind of emerge from it. Uh, what it's going to be offering and how much, but although it's not exactly concrete yet. But this is one quote that kind of got me excited. Um, it is from Iger. He says, we have the opportunity to enable customers to buy seasons, teams, or weekends. So I was thinking about that. Like, how cool would it be to actually pay for what you watch? Like, get to just, you know, you buy a full season. And I don't know what, the, you know, who all they have deals with. I know they have deals with the SEC, so say you could buy a full LSU baseball season. I don't know how much that would cost, but instead of paying, you know, your cable bill, that that seems to be the future. But uh, All Jake is thinking about is then it, it allows it him to go to more wedding receptions and weddings, funerals, <laughs> well, and have I his can, phone. You can watch it anyway, really. But if they were able to, you know, like carry more teams and – think that'd be kind of cool i also like it because that would force you to learn how to get on there which i don't <laughs> think you're capable of and i could just make fun of you every day all right uh we look forward to a big day girls high school uh, basketball of course uh, the semifinals delhi arcadia jonesboro neville all in action we'll have highlights tonight on the tv side and of course big dank of college baseball with ulm versus jackson state northwestern state versus tech and grambling squaring off against lsu mother nature permitting and then uh, boys high school hoops second round we finally have some pretty good matchups and perhaps some good games tonight finally Yes, and we I'm assuming we'll both be out at Washita at West Monroe tonight. It will be at seven PM. Big time playoff game. And you've got, you know, Carroll, Wasman, Richwood, Union, Madison, several teams hosting playoff games tonight. I want to thank uh, Gus Cattengo for coming on the show today. Also uh, Eric Conkle and James Cooper. We will be back bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, we got our doctor's segment coming up, plus Brooke Store and Keith Richard for their weekly visits. Big week coming up for Lady Textures and, of course, the Warhawks. ULM back at home, final homestand. Hopefully the fan base will come out and support this team that continues to play extremely well, even with that setback on Saturday. Yes, indeed. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow at 7 a.m. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.